0: Hey, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Ryan Hayward-Evans. We have a number of people we're going to be talking with today. At the last minute, we had uh, former King County Councilmember Larry Gossett. We're going to talk about the real history of the change of Martin Luther King Jr. County. As you know, there was a a huge story done front page with the people that got it rolling, Ron Sims and uh, uh, former King County Councilmember uh, uh, Bruce Lang in uh, 1986. But uh, nothing happened until 1999. We're going to talk to Larry Gossett about that. But right now, we have uh, Patricia Lee and uh, the Honorable Johnny Ford, the former mayor, the first African-American mayor of Tuskegee, Alabama, on the line. Uh, We're uh, Mayor Ford and uh, Patricia. My co-host, Hayward Evans, is here, and we have Eric on the boards. So uh, Good afternoon, sir. I I know you got a big event coming up. Before we go to uh, the Honorable uh, Mayor Ford, we want to, first of all, Patricia, talk to you about what's coming up and why this gentleman will be in town.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you so very much. It's a distinct pleasure to speak with you and your audience about the third annual King's Ball that blacks in government here is presenting on Saturday, January 25th, from 530 to 930 at the Seattle Airport Marriott. We're so pleased to have the Honorable Johnny Ford joining us this year as our keynote speaker. At 530 on Saturday, we will have a president's reception where we would honor the outgoing president of the region, Dr. Charles Horn, and also provide a meeting greet with our keynote speaker, the Honorable Ford, who, as you noted, was a mayor, a legislator in the, um, the wonderful state of Alabama. <laughs> he yeah. is on the line. Mayor Ford, would
0: you like yeah. to share? Mayor Ford, yeah. welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. And uh, I, I'm old enough to remember when you first got elected and there was exaltation all throughout our black communities throughout the country. So wow. I want to say that first. But uh, why don't you just share with our listeners a little bit about your background? Because you were mayor for six terms in Tuskegee and you have some other distinguished appointments and services you made on behalf of the country and the people. So why don't you just take a few minutes and talk about your background?
2: Well, first of all, I'm just honored to be able to talk to anyone in Seattle, Washington, who uh, that's such a wonderful place. I have great memories there. I worked uh, in Seattle uh, on the railroad when I was in college, the Great Northern and the Northern Pacific, and also that's the city where Norm Rice became the first African-American mayor of that great city. And uh, I'm just delighted to return to Seattle, the home of the Space Needle. Puget Sound, Mount Rainier, so Seattle, <laughs> the, the misty mornings of Seattle.
0: It's misty right now, Rainier. too, sir. But, I, but Mayor, <laughs> so Mayor I Ford, let, I just want to yes. let you know that Seattle is in Martin Luther King Jr. County. This is the only municipality in the country named for Dr. King. It became wow. official in 2005, and the official wow. logo of the county is an image of Dr. King that's on all the county letterhead, transportation, and other utility vehicles.
2: All I can say, Seattle has come from a mighty, a mighty long ways. I am proud (laughs) of you all in the great Northwest. Uh, But it is my honor to have had the opportunity to serve as the first African-American mayor of historic Tuskegee, Alabama, Tuskegee, as you may know, is the home of the flying, fighting Tuskegee Airmen. I'm proud to be an honorary Tuskegee Airman. It is a home, the birthplace of Mrs. Rosa Parks. It is the home of and the land of Dr. Booker T. Washington, Dr. George Washington Carver. And uh, for me to have had the opportunity to serve as mayor of our great city was indeed a highlight uh, in my life to also have had an opportunity to represent our city in the Alabama legislature. So I'm just delighted uh, to uh, come to you as the founder of the World Conference of Mayors, Conference Mondiale des Mayors, which is our international conference, and uh, also uh, just delighted to be able to come as the president of the historic Black Towns and Selvins Alliance representing more than a thousand historic towns, many of them inspired by Dr. Booker T. Washington. Uh, we are an organization that is linked uh, with the historic black colleges, the 100 uh, plus HBCUs in America, and we have over a thousand HB uh, historic black towns. The towns and gowns go hand in hand towns like Grambling University and the town of Grambling, Tuskegee, and Tuskegee University. Uh, and I could go on and on and yeah. on. Well, you know, so, uh,
0: Mayor Ford, I do a lot of work with uh, Dr. Leslie Baskerville.
2: Oh, outstanding. She's going to be one of our keynote speakers uh, at our conference, which takes place uh, the ninth through February the 2nd, and one of the highlights of this year's conference uh, it will, they will be releasing to the public uh, the information about the fact that we have just recently signed an MOU between the 105 uh, HBCUs, NAfIO in the United States of America, and the Association of African Universities in, Washington, in, in, in Africa, rather representing the 400 universities across Africa. We have now built a bridge between HBCUs in America and universities in Africa, where they can exchange, work together, and, and Baskerville is key to all of that.
0: Okay. I would ask, Miss Patricia, we, you're coming across, uh, so if you could hold it down, we appreciate it. But uh, I just want to say that Dr. Baskerville I, uh, and, and recruited me uh, to support the FUTURE Act, Along with uh, well, the national president of uh, Urban League, Mark Moriel, and, and other distinguished individuals, and we were uh, that was able to be funded for the historic Black college and universities, other minority institutions of higher learning, for ten years at two hundred and fifty-five million dollars a year. So we're making a little headway, but I'd like still like to see more of our students in school. I want to go into my co-host Hayward Evans and see if he has any questions for you. Uh,
3: yeah, and Mr. Evans, how uh, are you? A uh, very good, Mayor Ford. You know, and, and I just want to make something clear, and I I know a lot of our listenership knows, but, you know, I think it should be incorporated with the historic black towns and settlement. The state of Washington became a state because back in 1844, this whole land that we now call Washington State was in dispute with uh, with the British government. Well, back then, everything south of what we call here the Columbia River was part of the Oregon Territory. In the Oregon Territory, they had black exclusion laws. So if you were there black, uh, over three months, well, you got minimum 20 lashes up to 39 lashes. Well, when this black settler came there with his people, came all the way across from Missouri, was tried to settle in Oregon, they were going to uh, give him the lashes. So he left and, and went into the state of Washington, right, what's now the state of Washington. He settled at Tumwater. The United States government uh, uh, form, um, uh, completed the negotiations with the British government in 1846, two years after he had left Oregon. And that's how the United States, state of Washington, came into being at the 46th parallel was or 39th parallel because of a black settlement in the state. I just wanted to throw that out there. But I was going to change it just a little bit. Can you share with us what's going on in Alabama? Because we see, keep seeing things about voter suppression, and especially in light of number 45 and the impeachment that's going on. Well,
2: first of all, this whole area of voter suppression is a national issue, uh, spearheaded primarily by the Republicans, and uh, we have got to stand up. One of the things that our Congress lady, uh, Terry Sewell, is doing is sponsoring a bill which will re-energize, if you will, the Voting Rights Act. As you know, it was gutted, literally, taking out the preclearance part of the Voting Rights Act. So. Uh, We are much involved in that effort, and again, we will be marching across the Edmund pettis Bridge in commemoration of Bloody Sunday, which led to the Voting Rights Act in 1964. Uh, We want to uh, 65 and 64, uh, were those critical years, but in 1965, the Voting Rights Act, as a result of what was done, because of the blood, sweat, and tears. Shared in those yesteryears, we now have voting rights in this country, but they are still under attack and being suppressed by uh, Republicans. So we are really fighting uh, this year to to come together as African-American leaders. That's why we're going to have a black political convention again in 2020 prior to uh, this year's election. Uh, for example, we're bringing together uh, 13 presidents of national organizations, including Dr. Baskerville from Nafio, but leaders like Tommy Deutsch from the Coalition of 100 Black Men, leaders like um, uh, Blacks in Government, uh, Dr. Darrys Sorter from Blacks in Government, uh, leaders like the National Black uh, Leadership Commission on Health uh, by um, Virginia Fields, former borough president of New York. Uh, Dr. Faye Williams, the president of the National Black Congress of Women, Shirley Chisholm's original organization. Leaders from across America so that black folk can stop being silent under this Trump era. Uh, If you've noticed, many of our black leaders are rather quiet. Now is the time for us to come together, uh, discuss what our priorities are for our community, agree on what our priorities are, then once we agree, we can sit down with either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party and negotiate with them uh, out of a position of strength rather than from a position of peril. Now is the time for us
1: to
2: be heard and to make sure that we get involved Uh, in this election that's forthcoming. And I'm so happy to be working with blacks in government. Uh, Dr. Doris Sorter, our national leader, uh, Dr. Horn there in the Seattle area, are outstanding leaders. But we need to come and and circle ourselves around them and join forces with them so that we can speak as one united voice.
0: Well, Mayor Ford, I just want to say before we go, uh, I've spoken with uh, – Uh, Representative Karen Bass chaired the Congressional Black Caucus. And I think that we have to look outside of this country because of the racism, the economic injustice, uh, uh, talking to her about doing a trade mission to China. If white farmers and others and uh, Ms. Trump can have 11 patents with the Chinese, we certainly need to have some uh, activity there to get some joint ventures going. It's my understanding 600 million Chinese watch the NBA every week. We have an entree. Uh, we have people like Jay-Z, Beyoncé, Common and others that have an international platform. So I think that we also have to look outside uh up to get uh, the kind of financial relief. But before we go, I'll be seeing you uh, tomorrow uh Thursday along with Hayward. I mean Saturday, but I'd like to uh uh have Ms. Patricia Lee come back on and give us the final details before we go. And thank you so much for your time today Mayor Ford. We really appreciate before, your service to the we,
2: before we Go before right before ahead. She- comes on, I want you to know that we do have an international link. We're going to have China there at our meeting. We're going to have Haiti there at our meeting. We're going to have Nigeria there and Senegal and others there as well. So we are internationally, we are the Conference Mondiale des Mayors, the World Conference of Mayors. And so yes. you're right. You now know- is the time for us to build that bridge uh, internationally because our strength is not only in America, but it is, it is in the diaspora.
0: Go ahead, Miss Patricia. We got Councilmember Larry, our former Councilmember Larry Gosselin on hold. So go right ahead.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you, Mayor Ford. And again, our theme on Saturday is engage, educate, and elevate. This is the third annual King Ball presented by Black Blacking Government, which is a national organization advocating on the behalf of Blacking Government. Saturday, January twenty-fifth, from five thirty to nine, at the Seattle Marriott Hotel. You can get um, tickets online at Eventbrite at the twenty-twenty King's Ball, or you can give me a call or call into the station. Eddie has posted on his website. We thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you, Hayward. Thank you, Mayor Ford. Thank we look you. forward to you joining us.
0: We'll see you. We'll see you Saturday. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, our next guest is uh, former uh, Martin Luther King Jr. County Councilmember Larry Goss. Well, you are former, brother. But anyway, you still was not mentioned in the Times special on mm. Martin Luther King Day on a front-page article uh, that talked about the name change of the county. And uh, I know that I put on my Facebook page and sent several uh, emails out correcting uh, the omission on purpose or uh, whatever, but if you uh, do any research to do an article on the name change of Martin Luther King Jr. County, you have to see Eddie ryan and Larry Gossett because 2,000 or 3,000 people in 1999 heard me make the request to you. And what happened when you went back to change the logo on, on the county as the, the county logo?
4: Uh, well, first of all, I want to say, uh, thank you. Uh, I was, I've been running around so much. I didn't actually see the article, but several people said, why well, did they mention you and Eddie and others been involved in the effort to rename this county in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Jr. Uh, specifically what happened when I first, made the request of the county council that we uh, consider this effort, the chair at that time said, well, I don't think we're ready for something like that. i tell you what, councilman, guys, I'm going to put your proposal in my drawer here, and there it will lie. And I said, because nice to each other, sir, you may put my a proposed ordinance in your drawer, but it will not lie there for a long time. So we commence that uh, you and all the Martin Luther King Celebration Committee in particular, many progressive black and white church groups, unions. everybody started a campaign to get people to uh, signed signatures supporting that. The Elson
0: de la Rasa and JACL mm-hmm. and OCA mm-hmm. all stepped all those, up to the plate. Oh, they all stepped up to the plate.
4: Uh, yeah, all those got involved uh, with uh, what we found out early on, and maybe the people that did uh, research for the article didn't know this, we found out early on when Bruce Lang and Ron Sims uh, proposed that we – honor Dr. King in 1986 by changing our county's name to respect him and his legacy. Uh, the county doesn't have the authority to do that, Eddie. Only the state government can change the name of a county. And You know, I don't
0: recall seeing Senator Adam Klein's name in the article. He reduced no, legislation as, eight times.
4: Yeah. As you know, probably you and I know best, Nobody was more supportive of this effort and played a a more important leadership role uh, than did Adam Klein, Senator Adam Klein at that time, because every year, not every two years, every year that we didn't get it passed through the Senate, he was uh, chair of a committee that proposed this every year. Uh, It was voted down by the state-led senators, But the next year, it was voted down in 2000. He tried in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, and it passed 47 to 0 in 2005 to renamed this county in honor of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And then the next month, uh, House of Representatives, uh, the the yeah the House of Representatives of Washington State voted and they voted 60 to 40 in favor changed the name. And then it was sent over to the governor. Christine Gregoire, and she came up a month later to the King County Courthouse and officially changed the document that changed the name. Anybody doing a thorough uh, research on this issue would have included all of that.
0: Well, you know, that's why I posted uh, the – I I did do a lot in the article, and if you go to the county website, and I have on my Facebook page the official document about the logo, and what I did is on the article that I – So I included, I mean, it's so easy if you're going to do a front-page story on the name change of Martin Luther King, Jr. County, and you do any kind of research, and I don't know, uh, you know, you give Nicole Broder the benefit of the doubt, and I think that there's some more sinister motives some more sinister motives, and what we used to call the Johannesburg
3: Times, when the anti-apartheid movement. Heyward and Larry, you know, you know, we know you had an uphill battle. I was reading some of the old documents. They didn't talk about some of those other county council members, elected officials, making statements like comparing a slave to a to a uh, what was it? A microwave? It's like well, owning a slave was like owning a microwave, and they just tried to ke- get out of here. You won by one vote. And they need to reflect that and reflect what you've done down there at the at the uh, county level. But I guess, yeah. I guess my question is, again. Oh thank you. Uh, go ahead. What's
4: yeah. your question?
3: Sir? Now, now, my question is, after Christine Gregoire signed it into law, what, what happened after that, really, to get it proliferated? Yeah, what, happened,
4: what happened after that? Uh, Eddie and other brothers and sisters who were part of the Martin Luther King Celebration Committee, they committed it an annually, uh organizes what we did this past Monday and that is to Dr. King's legacy at Garfield. Uh, they said now nah, we wanna get we wanna get Council we wanna get that old uh, a new logo that y'all carrying this crown. Uh <laughs> means nothing. We need to reflect the fact that we're giving Dr. King this honor. Uh so the uh new logo for King County government ought to be in his Doctor King's image is more just, inspirational it's more democratic it's more effective at making
0: our government uh more accountable to all the people larry i gotta correct myself Uh, it does have an article it says say say, uh, Uh, larry gossett said symbols are very and sponsored the logo uh, ordinance and then said yeah it is is senator adam klein a democrat from southeast seattle sponsored the namesake legislation before it was authorized in 2005, and it says Senator Edward Perry sponsored the namesake bill in the House of Representatives, and in 2005 it was passed. Okay, I, uh, I, I overlooked bad. Adam Klein, but I was glad I was able to clarify it uh, uh. on Monday at the rally uh, uh, because, you know, that wasn't uh, the, yeah. the way it went. They left out a segment of the progression. The thing had been since 1986 had just been there. And no one knew this was Martin Luther King. That's why I was raised right. in 1999. Right. And no, to me, that no would be relevant and significant and in why, that article.
4: Yeah, Why you, the reason you proposed uh, from uh, Crown to King is that the logo that everything related to our government has on it should reflect a, a fuller, more democratic symbol. And no symbol would be better up here in the Pacific Northwest. When we change the name and honor, let's have him in the image. And that took about one year and three months, because in 2007 the King County Council took it up, and we voted 9-0 to change the logo.
3: You know, Larry, thank thank you for doing that for us because you had to work hard to get this thing through and get that out Yeah, there. yeah. This-
4: we I was a leader. Eddie was a leader, but we got to give uh, the credit to the rank and file people that constantly showed their support all over the county. But you know that, you know, we don't get a lot of change unless we have proper leadership that's giving structure to it and continue to push it and helping to answer the questions. So I appreciate your comment.
0: No, here's the other thing, too, now, uh, Larry, before we go. You have any, you, you're going to be honored tonight uh, for yes, your 25 sir. years of service that's to the elective. people. Yeah. And it's going to be at... Uh, from sixty-eight, El de la it's going to be at El Centro de La Raza, sixteen hundred South no. Amigo, which is Roberto Maestas Festival Street. Oh uh, yeah, okay. No, but the, Eddie, the address is working best
4: for people because you can't find the,
0: uh, Roberto Maestas uh,
4: on CPS. They well, uh,
0: treat they treating Roberto bad oh, too. Cool. <laughs> we got to change that now. Come yeah, on, Mayor gotta, Durkin.
4: We, we got to let him know up there in heaven. But 25, 16th Avenue South. Is the easiest address to know uh, how to get to El Centro, and it's from 5:30 to 9. It's a party. You don't dress. You wear. Is just informal clothing? Uh, but I, uh, as a servant of the people, would like as many people as possible uh, to be up there, and. Uh, the good lord is not through at me yet. I'm just gonna be serving in a different capacity than an elected official.
3: We have a lot uh, of volunteer work for you to do at the Washington State Civil Rights Coalition. And you know when when you spoke downtown uh, when you spoke downtown Larry uh, at the rally, during the rally, share yeah, with the listeners because I, I, I love I, was, I love what you said about that part and about yeah, what you were proposing okay, for the county yeah. to do. Can you share yeah, with our listeners? And it's Because
4: all we do is keep adding police. Let's put a rough over those people's head. People get mad they, they pee on the building. Well where else are you gonna pee if you don't have nowhere to I'm sorry to use that word on your show, Eddie. But please don't uh, don't urinate.
0: Okay, you can say that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because we, we're not like the cable stations where I you can it, call I'm NFL sorry. players I'm names and it. stuff. But Larry yeah. Gossett, thanks very much for your service okay. to the people. We'll see you this evening.
3: See you this evening. Your okay. 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 right. proposal Bye-bye. was great.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. Okay, our next guest is uh, the Distinguished Chair of the C.L. Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition. Ms. Shade Moore had a very successful event on Monday, and I pray to the Lord that if you don't rain on Monday, Lord, Amen. you can rain the rest of the year. And, Lord, I was just kidding because it's rained every minute since then. So, Shade, how are you doing?
5: He was looking down on us, wasn't he? I tell he you, was. that he was, was for sure.
0: We had outstanding uh, weather that day.
5: No snow, no rain and
0: then Tuesday comes, and it rains. Uh, yeah. so My prayers were wonderful. answered. <laughs> but I did not been per- into perpetuity, though. I <laughs> just meant for a couple of days. Uh, Shadi, how many people, people, I've heard different numbers, did the Seattle Police Department give you an estimate of how many people actually marched on Monday? They, d- they didn't, um, and it's
5: something I'm going to have to work with Kale to get because I have asked, I've been asked, and I've been estimating between five to 7,000. Um As you've seen, or as many people have seen, we always increase the numbers as soon as you leave Garfield. Because along the way through the march, you know, we're picking up other people, other groups from the community, um, bystanders, um, you know, employees. So a lot of people just see what we're doing. Um, They see us on the news, um, and they hear us in the streets, and they want to join on the cause. So I'm hoping next year we can come up with a real strategic way in order to count how many people we actually have at the event, maybe even see how many hits that we're getting on our website. Um, And I'm sure that that's being tracked uh, by our webmaster, but I really would like to zoom in on the numbers just so we can see the differences every year on how many people we're getting to.
0: Well, you know, I watched, I recorded all the news stations and all of the uh, uh, helicopter shots could not include all the people. I thought it was closer to 10,000 myself. And I, one officer, he didn't speak. You know, I said, What do you think? I said, I think it's about 10,000. He says, You know, anytime you have a, a one mile contingency, that bucks. that's ten to 15,000 people.
5: And you know what? I agree because I know when we were, I think it was when we were on Jefferson, when we were on Jefferson and then we were on James, and then we would radio back to our peacekeepers asking where they were. And they were miles and miles back. I mean, we were making loops and turns through different streets. And we can see some of the tail ends of the march, but it was still going back. And then we had people just kind of cut off to get to where the front of the march was to keep up. So, I mean, I know when as soon as we left Garfield and then we started going up the hill and we just turned around and we looked back and there were people still at Garfield. I mean, clusters of folks at Garfield just waiting to get out of the parking lot to continue up the way. I mean, it was amazing. It was extremely amazing. And it's that way every year and every year we continue to see the increase in numbers. But, you know, a lot of people were anticipating for it to snow. And I think, again, that is what attributed to the uh, influx in numbers this year as well because of just the weather reports and people were watching because they knew they wanted to get out.
0: Yeah, well, i tell you what, we were lucky to have that day. We were blessed to have Mm -hmm. that weather that day. Now, uh, on that day, we had uh, the rally, we had workshops, and John Birchie will be on a little later talking about the Opportunity Fair. Why don't you break down, To uh, did you get any information back from any of the other co-chairs, or will that information be available at our meeting on February 4th?
5: That information will be available at our meeting on February 4th. It will be posted Um, on the
0: MLK website, right?
5: It it will be on the website. Um, I would like to know if any jobs were offered and how many people we were able to register
0: Uh, Yeah, Rolita has that information and she'll be getting it to you because John, I think John Burschey has it already.
5: Right. All of the chairs and co-chairs were asked by me to start on their uh, subcommittee report. So we had a list of everything that took place, the good or the highs and the lows. um, So that way we can make sure that we are figuring out what we need to do better for our 2021 celebration.
0: Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a volunteer and a servant on several committees. So I handed out about oh 500 to uh, 700 flyers. I helped coordinate the food. Yeah. I had you on the radio, and uh, so I you know I did I did I did my job because every job, job with the, every year, every, the Martin Luther you King Committee, every, every job on that committee is important. Every job, right. okay. Absolutely. So that's why I volunteer Absolutely. on several committees
5: and we can't do one without the other what i'm really looking forward to is the increase in volunteers um larry Gossett made a call for action and for more support at city hall park There was one that was also made inside of the gymnasium at garfield and it directly during and after the event i was getting blown up on phone calls email requests i've been sending our secretary Email addresses for all the people that are willing and wanting to support for next year. I met some of our sponsors. They came up, we shook hands. They want to know how they can donate even more next year. So I'm looking forward to the increase in numbers.
0: And what we got to do is work on having everybody register to vote and turn out. Absolutely, local elections and just not just the president, but all of them, because this year. Uh, The the Congress will be set, the census will be setting uh, the congressional lines. So it's very, very important and significant. And people need to verify their registration is updated. Uh, And we also appreciate uh, you willing to be a board member if selected for uh, the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, a.k.a. the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. And uh, Bobby and I, we had to cancel our meeting uh, to go to Olympia on uh, Tuesday, but uh, when you're off, we're going to go between 10 and 2, and we also will be getting some information out about people contacting their state representatives and their state senators to make sure that most of that $10 million That's stays right. in the, uh, the capital budget, the supplemental budget for the McKinney Center and the Public Development Authority. So I need to hear from you what day you can get off between 10 and 2, and we're going to go down there and miss all the traffic, we are, uh, uh, Merrill, uh, uh, I think Sharon told me Cosantos is on the Capital Budget Committee. Melanie Morgan from Lakewood is also on that committee. So, we need that's the other thing we need to get out. Uh, and hopefully, Gene uh, and you and the MLK Committee could uh, find that worthy to support and, comment and send something out to all of our folks about making sure. And I think at the February 4th meeting, that's something we can get done because they vote a week after that. So we need to show our faces now, and I'm encouraging everybody, call your legislators, your state representatives, your state senators, tell them to please keep the money in the budget for the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, a.k.a. Uh, the McKinney Center for Community and Economic
3: Development. So, hey, would you have and, a and, comment? And, and, and on that note, uh, uh, Dr., Dr. Moore, you know, I've got, I got to <laughs> give you a doctorate. Uh, hopefully next year that the uh, Seattle Martin Luther King County Coalition will be based out of there. The organization based I'm out, like, of, out of the McKinney Building
5: because we need that space. I miss
0: have an room. office there. An office there. there. Yes, 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 yes. 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 So
5: we can get more formalized. We That's got a right. lot of work to do. We yeah,
0: got we a do. Lot of work to do. We do. And
5: for me, I would like to see all of our our history, all of our supplies. Um, in one room, there in is. one space, yes. we don't have to change up our locations. We have a home, we have a physical address, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, I'm extremely looking forward to it. And an okay.
3: answering service, so they're not blowing up your phone. That's your personal phone. No, we will have a, right. We'll have oh, a oh, <laughs> we'll have an office. We'll have office for the MLK. We'll
5: be getting a new number. Yeah, and we'll um,
0: have we'll have an office. We'll have an office place for the for the MLK organizing coalition. So, Sade I want to thank you for your time today and all the work you've been doing, and we'll be calling on you again soon. We don't talk to you before. I'm hoping to see you and Bobby within the next week so we can go down to Olympia and and make our desires known and get face-to-face with some members of the state legislature.
3: Absolutely.
5: And if I could mention one thing, as of tomorrow before end of day, we will have a click-to-submit-feedback option button available on the main page of our website. We are going to be asking for anybody that's seen our event, that participated in all of our events, or one of our events, to submit feedback so we know where we can improve on for next year's planning.
0: Okay, Shadi, hey. thank you very much. We appreciate hey, you, you. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate okay, it. all right, okay. Bye-bye. Before we take this break, I want to let you know that uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice, the Concourse Concession with Dave Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, with Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsitt, and Stephanie Ogle does our technology. And uh, we'll take a break and come back after this.
6: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Oh,
0: we be right back. We have to have a good entree for John Birchie, one, one of the leaders of the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition's Opportunity Fair that went down uh, at, started at 830 on Monday. And, uh, John, I was just, we just had shot on. I was telling her that I was praying that please don't rain on Monday and you can rain the rest of the year. <laughs> So now I got to tell the Lord I was only kidding about the rest of the year because he's answering my <laughs> prayers. So anyway, why don't you uh share with our listeners a little bit about what went down at uh at the opportunity fair and I don't know Relita was collecting Relita Batiste was collecting some numbers. I don't know if you received them yet or not. Uh but share with he our is. listeners overall about the event.
7: Yeah, for sure. I'm uh you know, pleased to do so. First of all, though, I do got to give a shout out to to Sade Moore, who uh, I believe is the youngest chair to ever lead this whole committee. Um, This is a big deal across the country, and Seattle is certainly a leader. Thanks to you guys and many that have come before, but um, Sade is just doing a brilliant job taking us into the next next, uh, century. So... It's uh, a pleasure to work with her, and thanks to you guys, you know, five years ago, we started adding this Career and Opportunity Fair to the event. Um, It happens during the morning time, so we're set up and ready to go by the time 8 o'clock rolls around and between 8.30 and 11.30 in the morning every year on this same Monday. Uh, We've dedicated ourselves to make sure we have 50 employers in the room and that all those employers are actually currently hiring. Um, That's a stipulation we put on them if they want to participate. And the idea here is, um, and it really came from you guys, and we're glad to carry on the torch that instead of just celebrating Dr. King and going back about our business and it's a one-day deal, we're trying to actually provide economic opportunities for our brothers and sisters in our local communities here on the day. And so this year we had 401 registered job seekers attend the event that day uh, and move through the room. Um, There were over 50 exhibitors, 36 employers, 11 apprenticeship, pre-apprenticeship, training, educational programs, and three different resource type of agencies. So there was plenty of opportunities to find some training or job opportunities or even career positions. And then on top of that, you know, we had over 30 participants in uh, our resume room. And our resume room is hosted by over 30 individuals that are professionals in helping people with build a resume from scratch or upgrade their resume or work on interview skills so that right during the job fair, you can actually get that kind of professional one on one support. So part of me saying all that is really encouraging people and letting them know that this will happen next year, too, and these are pretty unique opportunities within a career fair.
0: John, it will be happening sooner than that. As right. soon as we get the funding to uh, get to the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, uh, I'm going to make sure that the MLK uh, Coalition has a office so we can help people every day. The pre-apprenticeship day. program will right. be there. Uh, so we'll be able to do a lot of things, and we'll have you probably we'll coming through w- once a week talking about employment Absolutely. and training opportunities with the city of Seattle. So we'll be able I'd to do be a proud lot to be more. A part of it. Right, but we'll a- always have that opportunity fair because that's meaningful on the day that it's being held on. So, did were you able to get any uh, numbers from Rolito yet?
7: Uh, those are the, the first initial numbers that she had put out just to make sure we knew we had 401 okay. registered job seekers. Oh, that's great. She Every year, though, she'll do an annual full report through WorkSource. Um, who is just a huge partner of ours in organizing this event and tracking those kinds of things.
0: Along with the Urban League, why don't you give a shout-out to the other organizations that have been working with us?
7: Oh, man, you know, uh, you know Luminomics uh, you know, has Christina Van Middlesworth, who is my co-chair and just superb organizer of this event. And Luminomics allowed her to be there and participate in that and work through it. Also shooting a video of the event that we'll use for promotion. Um, work WorkSource and Relita Batiste, uh, uh, and like you said, um, Relita hosts this resume room, and we couldn't put on that resume room each year without the Urban League bringing a Wi-Fi hotspot, um, enough printers and laptops um, for all those participants to use to support them. Um, and the Urban League makes that whole room happen that day.
3: John, you did, a, you did an absolutely fantastic job. What they say is that that's three in one. For every one person actually registered, you had two others there who weren't. So we're talking, we're talking over 1,200 people that came through there. But can you uh, share with the listening audience some of the elected officials, like the congressmen who were there? Uh,
7: you know, Congressman Adam Smith is the one that comes to my mind. That's and he's been there every year since we've run the event. Um, and has always been a big supporter and loves to roll through the event and just check in with people and see what we're doing and answer questions. And, uh, you know, he, among all our colleagues there, are doing yeoman's work right now in the House and the Senate. Um, and those guys are dealing with a lot. And so for him to come here and spend some time with us and, and connect with the community and make sure that we're a part of that process, too, means a lot.
0: Yeah, we had Mayor Jimmy Motto, the mayor of Berry on there, too, uh, Mayor Jimmy spent forty years with labor, and I've been knowing him for that long. So naturally, sure that's something that's something that he's really interested in, and uh, so we were happy to have him there for the duration of the event, in the complete yeah, march and the rally. Yeah, so we give a shout out to him. So, uh, but I, w- I was I was very impressed been a with
7: huge the... supporter of apprenticeships for years too.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear because we'll have that apprenticeship office. So I'm going to have to talk to Mayor Jenny Durkin to see if we can. <laughs> get John Berkshire's office there That's right. That's what I was in saying. the building to yeah. <laughs> help coordinate the pre-apprenticeship program. So, there you go. So, yeah, so we'll definitely be to have that on the front burner. So I'm able yeah. to talk to her soon. And when I do that, I will definitely let her know it's that time. So, uh, John, man, we really want to thank you, man, for all the work you've been doing. And uh, we're going to continue to work together. Uh, and having a permanent home uh, will mean a lot because people have somewhere to go to, uh, and hopefully the Urban leg will be in the building, too. Okay, so uh, we've had a good reception from many of the Port of Seattle, uh, Sound Transit, the city, the county, uh, KC Sixkiller down there, Chief Operating Officer. So we've had a pretty good reception. And then for the governor to put $10 million uh, into into the supplemental budget, Uh, so we're going to have to really impress upon our legislators who are making decisions. I know that Sharon Santos and uh, Com- uh, Representative Melanie Morgan of Lakewood are both on the Capital Budget Committee in the House. And I know just recently, uh, Lynn French and with the uh, help of uh, Reverend P- Dr. Paul Benz, who set the meeting up, they did meet with the chair of the House Capital Budget Committee. So it's a matter now of letting folks know that, uh, you know, we're behind this thing and we want, yeah. I want the, gov- the, the folks to get behind it. So John, yeah. thanks a lot, man. Thank so you, man. if good I don't job. see you before, no, I'll you see. The I'll night see night you on the me. on the fourth at the at the uh, closeout meeting.
7: Sounds good.
0: Okay, thank you very much, thank John you. Birchie. Thank
7: you, brothers. Much appreciated.
0: Okay, co-chair Goodbye. of the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Committee's opportunity fair. It went off a very successful event that went off on Monday morning at Garfield High School. Our next guest is Tamika Mosley, who is an herbalist. And she has a big-time event coming up on uh, the 26th, which is Saturday at 12 p.m. Tamika Hayward-Evans and Eddie Rye, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest. And uh, share with our listeners a little bit about your background and about the miracles you work.
8: (laughs) Thank you, Eddie. Yes, I want to correct that. That 26th should be on a Sunday.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. That's
8: okay. Yeah, so uh, it's all about my passion. You know, my passion, like your passion, is for black rights, human rights. My passion is for black health. So I'll be educating the members of the congregation on just various chronic conditions that they may be dealing with and just giving tips on how we can reverse these chronic issues, whether it's diabetes, hypertension, uh, stroke, congested heart failure, cancer, whatever it is. You know, there's herbs that can uh, reverse all these chronic conditions, so I'll be talking about that.
0: Okay, give us some examples.
8: Okay, so uh, I have a client who had uh, a congested heart failure, and she was getting a defibrillator. She had 22% of her heart working. Mm. And so what I do is I I customize herbal regimens. So I I educate people on what to take, like what herbs to take, what supplements to take, what vitamins to take especially African-Americans, we should be taking, especially black men, well, black people, period, D3, D as in dogs. So D3 we get from the sun, but because we have melanin in our skin, we don't absorb it like we should, and we don't get enough. There's so many studies that talk about how so many black men have prostate cancer. But if you go back and look, you see that all these men are severely deficient in d three. If they knew, if, if we just knew to take B3 alone, that would cut out so many cancers. But we don't know that. And then doctors are not telling you that either. So we, we just have just millions of people with so many different chronic illnesses. And, and they don't know, you know, where do they go get help? They've been going to the doctor for years, you know, year after year, taking medications after medications, and just getting sicker. So it's just... Uh, It's time to start, you know, getting back to nature. Like, centuries ago, you know, my my mom, when she used to milk cows in the country, and, you know, they did home remedies. They didn't take a lot of Western drugs then. And so we've just gotten so far away from that in today's time. So I think we really should try to go back, you know, to nature, start eating the right food, start taking the supplements. And the main reason we do have to supplement in today's time eddie and hayward because of all the chemicals see we didn't have all the chemicals that we have today with the vaccines with the environmental uh, chemicals the chemicals in your house the water that we shower in is chlorinated it also has arsenic in it it also has fluoride in it and aluminum these things are dangerous the deodorant that we use is full of uh, uh, aluminum uh the toothpaste we brush our teeth with, all these things causes low IQ in kids, and it causes dental fluorosis. So almost everything that we're exposed to today has some type of chemicals that's getting into our bodies, and this mm. is the reason that we have to supplement so we can offset all these chemicals that's attacking us.
0: Okay, I just have a quick question. Um, yes. What about what about uh, uh, medical marijuana?
8: <laughs> well, yeah, that's completely fine it it grows out of the ground and it's a plant <laughs> so so what would you, you know, prescribe
0: it to be used for
8: um you know i would say people that have glaucoma uh people with epilepsy seizures uh because i wouldn't just tell people if you just have pain okay just go and take marijuana i mean i would probably say do you said take
0: procedure. marijuana so are you talking about uh, it, uh, do uh, edibles or smoking or what? I just want to get clarification.
8: Well, you know, there's... there's I want to know what you
0: recommend as a herbalist.
8: Okay, so if a person has seizures, okay, then I would just recommend getting capsules. You know, they come in all different forms, but so you mm-hmm. can do capsules and the tinctures. Those are probably going to be the most strongest if you're trying to deal with some type of illness, you know, like seizures or things like, like that. So I would definitely go for the... Uh, even the that I don't know what you call it, but they're in the little tube. It's a little paste. So you have the paste, you have the tinctures, and then you have capsules. Mm-hmm. So I would, uh, I would definitely recommend those. But yeah, it, uh, uh, CBD marijuana is definitely a form of healing. But you know, it got a bad name because when the they pharmaceuticals,
0: can't make- the pharmaceuticals gave it a bad yeah. name, yeah. and the alcohol companies gave it a bad name.
8: Yep, when, when the alcohol is the one that kills you and the exactly. kills you. <laughs> they cause more deaths minutes.
0: on the freeway than anybody smoking marijuana.
8: Exactly, exactly. And there hasn't been one case proven that shows that marijuana has actually killed somebody. You know, it's always, you find that people lacing stuff with other stuff and yep. doing other mm. stuff like that, just pure marijuana is not going to kill any anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, how, was, so, your, how yeah, was your road trip to Atlanta? You were just down in Atlanta doing the presentation? Uh, it was Sacramento, I thought. Was, was it Sacramento?
8: Yes. Well, no, no, not yet. I'm, I'm going She's there like, okay. in March. Yeah, so I'll be going there in, in March. Okay. Yeah, so, so looking forward to that. But yeah, and I had, and Eddie, I had a cancer client. She was a nurse uh, last year. She had stage four breast cancer that came back after 10 years, after getting a left mastectomy, and after having chemo. So 10 years later, it came back aggressive, stage four. Doctors wouldn't even do chemo. It was so aggressive. So I put her on a regimen that she followed for three months, and she followed it to the T. And all it's doing is just taking supplements, which is food and capsules. And she went back for a PET scan after three months, no cancer. Ooh. This lady is still today working in Dallas, Texas. As a nurse, and she's completely
0: healthy. Okay, I want you to give your contact information right now. After making that statement, please, for Dr. our Moseley, listeners, please, please, please give us uh, your contact information, phone number, email address, for anybody okay. that's listening that has uh, cancer or a loved one or a friend or r- with cancer, and because uh, that that's a powerful mm-hmm. statement. And I want to make yes. sure people that uh, on their last leg have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, to pray and get get in touch with Tamika Mosley. So go ahead.
8: Yes. So my name Tamika Mosley. My number is uh, 214-608-3101. Uh, my email address is info at com, And my website, which will have all of my information there, is www.ssnaturalHealing.com. SSNaturalHealing.com.
0: And you have all that information on your Facebook page, right? Correct. And okay. I'll share it. I'll share it if you have you. I think you sent it on, put it on. My, so I'll share it too. So, Tamika, okay. once again, uh-huh. before we go, uh, the Art of Healthy Living, uh, she will be Sunday at noon at Holgate Street Church of Christ. It's at 2600 South Holgate Street, and uh, food will be served. So, to, Tamika, thank you very much for the work you're doing in healing people, and uh, we want to keep up with with the progress you're making. So thank you very okay. much.
8: Thank you so much. Have, have, have a great evening. Okay. Bye. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we're going to take a break and come back for a couple of minutes.
6: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: Hey, with Evans and Eddie Raya back. I talked with a number of folks today. Uh, I want to make sure you remember that uh, this evening, Larry said from 530 to 9 at uh, El Centro de la Raza, there will be a uh, celebration honoring his 25 years of service, including helping change the name of William Rufus Devaney King, Martin Luther King, Jr. County, Larry Gossett, thank you much. We appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, we will have some more about the African-American Legislative Day, which will be held on February 17th uh, in Olympia. Uh, we'll have Gabriel and some other people talking about that. And then uh, the Levias Health Foundation in Seattle Parks uh, have an uh, event that's going to be happening on Sunday, the 26th at Weldon Rainier Beach Community Center from 1.30 to 4.30. Uh, they'll have all kinds of food, and uh, they have, uh, I think it's a $5 charge, a $10 charge. And you can call uh, Aileen LeVias at uh, 206-423-2859, or I think this is Carmel Bias at 206-331-5964. Uh, want to also let you know that uh, well, we talked to uh, Tamika to, uh, to already. And uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Sound Transit Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office with Leslie Jones, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office with Liz Alzier, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, Me and Rice, Concourse Concession with Dave Fukahara, and SeaTac uh, Bar Group, LLC, with Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett, the two Desert Storm veterans, and Stephanie Ogle does our website website. Uh, Hey, we have to encourage everybody to contact their state representative and state senator to ensure they support House Bill 1918, the funding and the governor's uh, supplemental budget. Uh, So if you're listening and you want to see some positive things happening uh, at the building, which was the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, will be known as uh, the uh, Reverend Dr. Samuel Berry McKinney (laughs) Center for Community and Economic Development. And so we need to have the money retained in the governor's supplemental budget request. So make that call. If you have any questions, you can give me a call at 206-786-2763. Hayward is putting together a flyer right now. So,
3: Hayward, where are we on that? Okay, the petition is going to be coming out on Friday, tomorrow. And this petition is just going to share with the governor first. Thank you to the governor and also to the 37th district representatives. All of them now are working collectively for us to make sure that this money uh, stays in the governor's proposed budget to the state. But, you know, folks are going to want to whittle away at it. So wherever you are, whoever you got influence with, come on, tell them to call their representative and tell them to leave that money, keep that money in the budget, because we need it at at the old SVI, the McKinney Center for Economic uh, Economic Development. But also, all y'all, I want to encourage you to come out for Region 10 Blackstone Government going to be a great event uh, this Saturday at the uh, Airport Marriott.
0: Please okay. Go. I want to let people know, too, uh, no war in Iran, U.S. out of Iraq in the Middle East. And this is going to be at Westlake Park, Saturday, January 25th, a global day of protest. And I see several of Sunny Domingo's organizations as co-sponsors. Uh, this is sponsored by Answer Seattle, Seattle Veterans for Peace. Uh, I can't – at some Philippines, I think I don't know, Akabayan Seattle <laughs> – Seattle Anti-War Coalition, Community and Labor Against uh, Fascism, Lilo, U.S. Women in Cuba, Collaboration, Seattle-Cuba Friendship Committee, Seattle Evergreen Coalition, Refuse Fascism. uh, We'll talk to you next week.
3: Thank you.